I am functionally retarded. <laughs> Just so stupid. <laughs> All right, here we go. The T-Bone. <laughs> and Chick Fru. God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Group. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God almighty. She's free. That was my original impression that I tried to bring over. If it didn't play, I'm going to do another impression real quick to see if I can make it work. This is my version of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Done as if it was Bernie Mac, uh, Black Preacher, Bernie Mac, it's going to be, uh, here we go, it's uh, free at last, free at last. Thank God almighty, she's free at last. That's right, Chick Brew is no longer in a Moroccan prison. She has escaped the confines of her confinement. She has escaped the parameters <laughs> of her confinement. She has been uh, deported, expatriated, other word for leaving country from Morocco. She is now currently safely back in Spain. But tell you, ladies and gentlemen... Prison changes people. I contacted her yesterday. I asked her if she was okay. Are we going to do the show? She said yes, but we would have to do it on Sunday at 10. Now, I've dealt with Chick Brew for years and years and years. She's a smart lady. She knows I am six hours behind her on the clock. So when she said 10, I thought my friend of years and years was going to stay up late tonight where we would record this week's episode. But, alas, I was wrong. For prison changes, people. She had met 10 o'clock in the a.m., which was 4 in the a.m. for me. Is that too early for me to be mildly entertaining? No, no, it isn't. But it is when you're not prepared, when you didn't get a good night's sleep, and when you didn't get the message until two hours later. So by noon, her time, I had seen the message. It's like, where are you at 4 o'clock in the morning? Well, I could tell you where I was. I was tucked safely under two minks and being snuggle-wuggled by a 120-pound Rhodesian Ridgeback. That's where I was. It's the T-Bone and Chick Brew Show. Coming to you again this week solo. <laughs> solo. Coming to you this week solo. It's just me, T-Bone. I didn't have a co-host this week. I almost had a guest co-host this week. That would have been fun. And that is something that will happen in the future. But even though, you know, he didn't have the time or the energy to be on the show this week as my co-host, Big Baby did have the time and energy to talk to me for an hour on the phone. I, I don't know how you do that. You may be hearing dings in the background, and I currently don't know how to stop that from happening, but I'll, I'll get to why the dings are happening. So let me just give you some uh, Jim Holder unsolicited advice. Jim says you should always say in the first five minutes what you're going to be talking about in your podcast. Well, we're going to be talking about our hotline. Ding, ding. <laughs> We're going to be talking about roadkill. We're going to be talking about fire. Our fan of the week 
chick brew Brian in prison. We, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things that we normally talk about. And, of course, we're going to touch on uh, birthdays and the book of everything. And we're going to wrap it all nice and tight into a little thing. So, I did have some of you wonder, why was chick brew in a Moroccan prison? Well... I am not going to tell you the story of the woman in the prisons. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait until she comes back, and she's going to be able to give you every sordid detail. But if you're curious, go ahead and start watching Orange is the New Black now. Go ahead and enjoy <laughs> that vision. And then think of Morocco. If you think of the country Morocco, what do you think of? The, uh, the Fez hats. I think... I think everybody who thinks about the country Morocco thinks about the little fez hats and, and curly-toed shoes. <laughs> now, I have Moroccan friends, and, uh, and you know what? They're not going to get offended by a stupid joke like that because they're good people. They're weird. They're different. They, they use numbers in their words. That's, that's very strange to me. But you know who you are, Moroccan friends. And if you're not my Moroccan friend and you're uh, upset, well, get your DNA checked. Maybe you're not. <laughs> Maybe you're not really Moroccan. I don't know. Oh, dings! I gotta tell you about the dings. I gotta tell you about the dings. You're gonna hear them pop it in and pop it out, uh, and it's basically all of my friends all saying the exact same thing. There's no. <laughs> there's no sound. There's no sound. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I think I need to go on there and just tell people, hey, I get it. I screwed up. Ding. Let's talk about dings, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about dings. Oh, 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 oh. Be a part of the show. Just dial 904-385-3977. And in a voice you can remember, here's a computer saying the same thing. 904-385-3977. It's the T-Bone and Chick Brew Hotline. <laughs> Let me do all of that again. All right. Yeah, that's how I can stop the dings. I just close out Facebook altogether. If it's gone, you won't hear the dings. So I was on the Facebook. I was just doing a live video, talking to the audience at large uh, about the show. And I was 10 minutes in before someone was nice enough to tell me that I didn't have any sound. So I lost the sound. I didn't have any sound. I couldn't fix the sound. So now there's a 15-minute video of me looking like uh, a crazy person, just laughing hysterically to no sound. And all the dings were all of my wonderful friends who, now that it's over, not while it was live, only one, only Maria was the only person who came in while it was live and said anything. But when it was over, they all want to chime in. There's no sound. There's no sound. Yes. Yes, dear friends, there is no sound. I failed. Please forgive me. Now, I fail a lot. But I don't fail on my own. <laughs> no, uh, let's... Be a part of the show. Just dial 904-385-3977. And in a voice you can remember, here's a computer saying the same thing. 904-385-3977. It's the T-Bone and Chick Brew Hotline. Now, I'm going to do another commercial like that. Uh, but I want to do it with your voices. I want to, so especially the kids that are listening. Kids have a unique quality to their voice. So I want you to call up the hotline number and I want you to leave a message that just says 904-385-3977, the T-Bone and Chick Brew hotline. And I'm going to take those and I'm going to 
compile them into a, a, a neat little commercial that you know we can. Here's the deal: we're we're not sponsored by anybody, so we you know we cut some fake commercials to throw out there because we don't have music anymore. What we used to do was we would play we would play two songs and then we would do this thing called the mic break. And the mic break gave us an opportunity to chit-chat back and forth for up to four minutes, depending on where it fell on the clock, whether it was the bottom or top of the hour. That's how that's how that worked. Song, two songs, depending, and then uh, mic break entertain so we had a lot of we had a lot of resting our voices time and while the music played so the fake commercials that i make and like the promo for the telephone number i I make those i produce them ahead of time so that i can you know take a break while we're recording because normally it's one smooth shot since we since we are not live anymore i do on occasion I, I, I do. So when you're doing live radio, there is no take two. You can't you can't drop an f bomb and say, "Oops, stop, scratch, let's go back and recut that." You can't do it. You have to be on your game all the time when you're live. But once you start recording episodes, as you get more and more comfortable with recording, I, I find myself doing that a lot, where I'm I'm editing on the go. I'll say something, and it wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be, or it went. A different way I wanted to be, and we'll just stop that conversation and rewind and come back at it from another angle, so that you know they, uh, the intent is to be informative and entertaining with a, a positive message of rays of sunshine, information, entertainment, and goodwill towards man. <laughs> I don't know what the heck I'm thinking about there. Another thing I've learned to do is to take a, a nice long pause. Before, I have a drink of water, and then a long pause after I drink the water, and I do that so that me actually drinking the water is something you never have to hear. You don't have to hear the cup, or the ice, or the flow down my gullet. You don't have to hear any of those things. So, moving right along. So, that's what I want you to do on the hotline number 904-385-3977. Give us a call, leave us a message, and repeat that. Repeat the phone number. And then say, it's the T-Bone and Chick Brew Hotline. I'm thinking of three particular children, because I know you're listening. <laughs> I don't know how to stop the dings. I, I thought I closed out Facebook, so something else dinged? I don't know. Uh, the three particular children, you know who you are. But I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to say your names right now. But I am going to say your names. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it with this understanding. When I was a child... There was a TV show called Romper Room, and we refer back to Romper Room a lot here, but we don't do it with proper acknowledgement that it's a Romper Room gag. Romper Room was a lady. She was like a teacher. I don't know. I don't know what her actual profession was. She could have just been an actress, but you know, she, she did a kid's show. And at the end of the kid's show, she would take her magic mirror, and she would look into the magic mirror, and she would see, say the names of all the kids that she could see watching the show attentively from the other side of the TV screen. And she would just say random names, and if she ever said your name, you felt really good about it because you paid attention, and she saw that you were paying attention. So when the weird lady looks in the magic mirror and pulls her voodoo, that's, that's something that we refer to a lot. When we look into our magic mirror, we see. And I write out a bunch of names of people who uh, came up during the show. Now, that's a shortcut. If you're only here to hear your name, all you got to do is read this show notes. And if it says in this episode, Billy Joe Bob, 
well, it's a good chance if your name's Billy Joe Bob and you're listening to this show, we're most likely talking about you. If you have a unique name, it's a high probability we're talking about you. Today, I want to talk about Dave. But what Dave? See, you don't know. But I know what Dave I'm getting ready to talk about. Because as I was driving back to the house today, I heard a song. Uh, 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 <clears throat> right? It's all you have to hear. That's all you have to hear. And you already know the song. And because every Friday, Dave would call up and ask us to play that song, I immediately think of my friend Dave Inman. Immediately. That's what music does to the savage beast. It incurs memories. Yes. Speaking of memories, saw a lot of roadkill today. Now, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a loving guy. You know what I'm saying? I, I love animals. I don't, I, don't, I don't kill nothing that don't need killing. You know, let, let creatures be creatures. I, that, that's who I am. So when, if I drive down the road and I see a dead squirrel, I feel sad for that squirrel. If I see a dead deer, I feel bad for that deer. But today, for the first time ever, I felt bad for seeing a dead possum. I've seen dead possums throughout my lifetime on the side of the road. Never once did I feel bad about it. But my friend, comedian Mo Alexander, very, very funny man, by the way. I, he's, like, uh, he's like Black Tony. He's very funny. <laughs> he's a very funny guy. He's like me. And his, his taste in music is like my taste in music. I love Mo. But Mo recently, I wonder if it's a rescue. Is it a rescue possum? <laughs> <laughs> Mo recently brought a possum into his life, and apparently possums make great pets. So Paco, or Poncho, Poncho the possum, and Mo, you know, they're living their life on Facebook, and I get to be entertained by it. I'm watching this. So today, when I see the dead possum on the side of the road, I immediately think, oh my God, that could have been Poncho. <laughs> and I start, <laughs> I felt sad. I genuinely felt sad because, uh, because I had never seen a possum as a pet before. Now that, now that I've seen a possum as a pet, I, uh, I feel different, different about it. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how I feel about that. But that is how I feel about that. There are other random things I want to talk about today. Last week was the very first time I had done an episode alone and by myself. Uh, I, I brought it in right at about 45 minutes after editing. I know where I'm at on time right now. And I also know that I've got a lot of editing to do. <laughs> there, there are some things that you don't need to hear. I just, I spent a lot of energy today talking with Big Baby, talking with Chick Brew, uh, yeah, we kind of broke the no talk rule today because we needed to talk a little bit. So, you know, and then and then the 15 minutes of me just laughing hysterically to myself on Facebook because the sound didn't work and, and the messages are still coming in on that. That's that's hilarious. I could put a 15 minute video out there with no sound and I get more reactions sometimes <laughs> than, than all of the work that we actually put into these episodes. Hey, how about a life tip for you out there uh, that no one gave me? You know, you, you got to remember, I'm a child of the 70s, and I, I learned things the hard way uh, because that's the way we learned. In the 70s, that is the way we learned. If you've ever seen me do stand-up, you know a little bit about my routine about being a child of the 70s. So I don't want to re, re, redo that here because the thought of getting back on stage and doing that again is, is approaching. 
but I can share some things. And, uh, you know, when it came to fixing things, my, my dad could fix anything. He was, he was, he was Superman, man. He, he could fix anything. Uh, I was always in awe of his ability to do that, but I was also at an age where I didn't have the ability to express that I was so enamored with his abilities. I, I couldn't do it. But I would help him. I would help him all the time. And when I say help, I mean uh, I would stand there and be the uh, object of his hostilities for the frustration that he was dealing with. I got to be, you know, I got to be the focal point for all of that anger because, you know, when you ask a five-year-old to give you a screwdriver, if you get anything resembling a screwdriver, number one, you should be happy. Oh, oh, thank you, my loving child. You gave me a screwdriver. Unfortunately, you gave me the wrong one. What I require for this task is known as a Phillips head screwdriver, and it looks like a little T on the end of it. The other one is known as a flathead. So you got a Phillips head and a flathead. Go back to the toolbox and bring me a Phillips head. And I know I would have just skipped with love and joy at the lesson I had just learned about the two screwdrivers back to the toolbox and grab my father, the correct screwdriver. If only that had been the way it went down. It was not the way it went down. And now I hate screwdrivers. <laughs> specifically, <laughs> specifically Phillips heads. No, I mean, he was just, you know, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't good at teaching. And, and most dads back in the 70s weren't good at teaching. That's why, you know, us children of the 70s we're such idiots. Just ask my dad. He'll tell you I'm an idiot. And, and when it, you know, a, a lot of the things I've learned along the way have been self-taught. Unfortunately, when it comes to electricity, I usually, all right, all right, here's, here's a quick example. I'm a young man. I'm living my life. I've got a house, you know, a family, whatever it is. I, I, I got, I, I'm making progress in the evolution of life. And I intend to replace a shower head in my shower. Now, my dad was, you know, a plumber by trade. He could fix anything. I knew this. But I'd, I, I had been with him on jobs, and I remember when you need to turn the water off to the house, there's this big T thing that you use, and you stick it into the ground where the water beater is, and you, you turn the thing there, and if you don't have the T thing, you can do it other ways. I've seen him do it. I knew, and I know to turn the water off to the house, you have to go out to the front of the house to turn the water off. I know this. So I call him up, because, you know, I love him, and I wanted, I, I needed an answer. So I call him up, hey, Pops, I'm uh, getting ready to replace the shower head. I, uh, I, I don't have one of those big teeth things to turn off the water at the front of the house. What do you recommend? <laughs> He's, you doing what? I said, Pops, I'm, I'm replacing a shower head in the shower, and I need to turn the water off to the house. He goes, the shower. You're turning into a shower head in the shower. Yes, yes, sir. I'm replacing the shower head in the shower. Yes, sir, in the shower. Is the water on? Now, for the record, I have cleaned that up really nice because this is a G-rated show. <laughs> is the water on now? I was like, no, sir. The water's not on right now. I don't have the shower on. I need to turn the water off to the house. And he just takes this. He, he had such a wonderful laugh. And he just takes an extra breath. He goes, is the water on now? And then it hit me. The water's already off. And I don't say anything. He just bust out laughing. I feel... 
like two inches tall. I'm such an idiot to realize that the water wasn't on. So that's that's the way he taught me things. Even in adulthood, he was still teaching me. He was just teaching. He, it was his own teaching style, you know. When it comes to electricity, everything I learned about electricity, I learned the hard way. <laughs> uh, will this battery tester work on a 110 outlet? Uh, will this car battery tester work on a 110 outlet in the house? Yes, it will. It definitely will let you know if there is electricity in that outlet. It will definitely let you know. Once upon a time, I had this homemade stereo system. Uh, things I had stolen, I acquired from, you know, other garbage people threw out. I, got, I had a giant speaker, and I had a radio, and I wired the radio. And one time I'm working on the, the wire. I'm not working on it, but it just, to me, it didn't look like the electrical tape was holding the way it should have. So I, I reached in there, and I was going to refix the electrical tape, and what I ended up doing was making a connection. I, I, I completed the circuit. And when I did that, I got jolted really hard and all the lights went out of the house. It was pitch black and I think I'm dying. I, I think I'm dead. I got jolted. I popped back. Uh, all the lights are out. It's absolute silence. I think I'm dead. And just a couple of seconds later from downstairs, he starts bellowing. Foul word, foul word, foul word. And it's all directed at me. He knows whatever happened, he knew I did it. And he and he's yelling at me from down below. And, you know, I thought I was dead. I thought I was dead. I was like, oh, goodness, I'm dead. And then instantly I was like, ah, I'm in hell. I uh, actually died and went to hell. because. <laughs> so uh, electricity and me don't have a good relationship. And I told you all of that to tell you this. Be very careful around electricity because it's a sneaky, sneaky, dirty birdie. Here's how I almost set my house on fire this week. I had someone coming to pick up my motorcycle, take my motorcycle to the shop so I can get it on the road, get it running again. It's beautiful weather here in central Pennsylvania. I've got some really fun, curvy, hilly roads. And I just, I just want to get out there and experience life on two wheels again. So I got a guy coming over to pick it up, but the tires aren't holding air because they're old. I mean, that motorcycle has not been ridden in over 20 years. Uh, okay, 15, over 15 years. So the guy comes to pick it up. I tell him I got to put air in it. But I have, a, I have an air compressor, so that's no big deal. I plug in the air compressor. I pl he puts it in the tire, and, and away it goes. And he says, hey, I think you might have to turn the car on because it's not pumping. And I was like, oh, okay. So, I mean, it was making the noise. But when I heard it, it wasn't making the noise it should have been making, right? It shouldn't. It should have been making the ba 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 ba. But it was more like ba 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 ba. Anyway, <laughs> so I go around to get in the car uh, to turn the car on to give the thing more power so it'll pump up the tire. When I smell it, I smell electrical smoke. Uh, you you don't see it, you can smell it. It's very distinct, and uh, luckily. I was there and realized what was happening, and, and what had happened was, you see, you see, what had happened was, I had plugged the electric lighter end of the compressor into an adapter to the electrical, to the cigarette lighter, not the cigarette lighter itself. So the adapter to the cigarette lighter couldn't handle the power it was pulling, and that was going to start a fire. Had I waited a little bit longer, 
there would have been a fire inside my car, which was inside my garage, that would have been in the, it would have been very hard for me to get that car out of the house while when the fire started. It would have been very hard. And if the car goes in the garage, the house is going with it. I was terrified, terrified of something so simple as an air compressor had the potential of burning my house down. So in your uh, Tony tip of the week, just remember, when it comes to electricity, wear thick gloves, use the buddy system, and never plug something into a power source ever. I think the Amish have it right. You know what you don't see is, so we live near Amish country. You never see their barns burning down. You never see that. And I think, you know, granted, I'm sure lightning gets some of them, but they don't have electricity in their homes, except, you know, there are some, <laughs> there's some loopholes they figured out along the way. Apparently, Jesus doesn't have a problem with a diesel generator. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why my, why don't the Amish move to the south? Oh, there was so much fun to be had there. The Amish are good people, and they will never hear this, so. But I'm still not going to go out of my way to offend them. They're good people. They're just different, you know. And uh, they found a loophole. So some of them have diesel generators powering things in their house. Well, good for them. Next thing I want to talk about is this week's Fan of the Week. In Season 11, Episode 1, we talked about Chick Brew being in the Moroccan prison. And uh, this fan decided to contribute the very first fan art we've ever received or that we've received in our most recent well definitely the only fan art we've ever received in season 11 we may have received some fan art before from some children but it wasn't very good don't tell them that <laughs> whether he goes by jay by jimmy by james whatever he wants to go by i'm going to tell you james is our fan of the week he submitted fan art he uh participated in the conversation on the Facebook page. And if you if you don't know where to find the Facebook page, it's very easy. You can use the hashtag Lunsby, that's L-U-N-S-B. If you ever want to know what that means, you have to ask. Or you could search for the T-Bone and Chick Brew Show on Facebook. And we'll pop up, and we got a page there. It's dedicated to posting all the shows and, and to having that conversation back and forth with anybody that happens to be listening. It's the T-Bone and Chick Brew Show. But we also have the hotline. And since I made a commercial for the hotline, I'm going to play that real quick. Be a part of the show. Just dial 904-385-3977. And in a voice you can remember, here's a computer saying the same thing. 904-385-3977. It's the T-Bone and Chick Brew Hotline. Now, again, I'm going to recut that. I'm going to cut another commercial, but I'm going to cut it with your voices. I just need you to call in and say the number and say the T-Bone and Chick Brew Hotline. So you say the number 904-385-3977, the T-Bone and Chick Brew Hotline, and you'll do it in your different voices. And I'll take that and the music track from the song uh, Hotline, and I'll put that together into a, a, a neater little commercial thingy that you can be a part of. So there's that. Our fan of the week this week goes to James. Now, let's spin the wheel of destiny and find out what we're going to be talking about next. The Wheel of Destiny has made a decision for us, and we will be talking about cooking. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight, prove one thing. You know all. Maybe not so much cooking, maybe salad preparation. So, I eat, at a minimum, five salads a week. 
Now those salads are donated to me. <laughs> I visit an establishment and the establishment rewards me with food. So I, uh, I get these salads from the establishment that I go to. Now the, I have two of these establishments, one 30 minutes north of me and one 30 minutes south of me. They're owned by the same company and their menus are very, very similar. But they give me a food coupon and I use it basically to buy my lunch throughout the week. Now, the one in York, which is 30 minutes to the south of me, makes a fantastic salad. It's got egg, it's all sliced up and diced up, it's delicious. And the one in Grantville, it, not so much. It's, uh, they just take the meat and the cheese and they roll it and then they cut it. They used to cut it in five sections. Now they're cutting it in three sections. Now they're not even cutting all the way through. So the first thing you have to do to eat your salad is get in there with your hands and just rip these meat and cheese rolls apart to spread them throughout your salad. And the quality of the salad from the same establishment at two different locations is vastly different. So I, being a former salad chef, that's right, I went to school to learn how to make salads. It was only a two-week school, but I knew how to make them all. I knew how to make all the salads. And when I say all, I mean from scratch, baby. You give me a head of lettuce and I turn that into something delightful. Or you, 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 need, you need some uh, Caesar salad with authentic anchovy uh, Caesar salad stuff. I knew how to make all of that. I did all of that. So when someone makes a bad salad, I kind of take it personal. And I, I actually I asked to speak to management today. I was like, hey, here's the deal. The same organization, you know, it's 50 miles apart. Their salads are amazing. Your salads, not so much. And here's why. Well, I was assured today that they would be talking to the head chef about the salads that are being thrown out there. Because it's just, it just ruins my day when you have a bad salad. Salad should be simple. You should be eating. I, I have always been a firm believer. You, sh you should never need a knife to eat a salad. You should be able to eat a salad with a fork. The person making the salad should cut things into bite-sized pieces for you. It should be that simple. And the York salad, everything's diced. It's all diced. It's nice and diced. The Granville salad, not so much. When's the last time you actually made a complaint to somebody about food? I mean, since COVID, have you been out? Have you gone anywhere? I, not only COVID, but, you know, 15 years overseas before COVID or, you know, before, during and after. I, I am still amazed by the number of restaurants I have not visited since I've been back in America. I've been in America over a year now. And there, there are a lot of restaurant chains that I, I used to frequent a lot that I've never been to. Uh, I've, I... Against my will, I did go to a Walmart once when we first got here. I have not gone back since. I'm proud of that. I have not been to a McDonald's since I've been here. I have not been to a Wendy's, a Chick-fil-A. I'm thinking we got a Carrabba's nearby. We got all kinds of restaurants that I used to think about you know, when I was living overseas, like, oh, wow, it'd be great to go to TGI Fridays. Is it TGIF or is it TGI Fridays? I don't know. Anyway, what one of your favorite restaurants have you not visited in a long time? Or 
What restaurants have you never visited? I'd be interested to hear that. And the way you're going to tell me is you're either going to call us up on the hotline, 904-385-3977, or you're going to reach out to us on the Facebook page by searching the hashtag, the T-Bone and Chick Brew Show. You don't even have to put it in the hashtag. You can just put T-Bone and Chick Brew Show, and we should come up. There shouldn't be a problem with that. But if you do use the hashtag and you put it all together as one word, we definitely will come up. I've done enough of the behind-the-scenes work to make that work. But it is a lengthy hashtag. I understand. I screw it up myself sometimes. So uh, there we go. We've uh, we've talked. We've talked about uh, cooking. The wheel of destiny will decide what we're going to talk about next. But it's going to be one of a couple of things. We'll figure it out. So, as you know, we try to shout out to all of our friends on their birthdays. And immediately off the top of my head, I know uh, my niece, Agnes, just has just celebrated her birthday. She is a, she's now a CB, just like her old man, Agnes Neal, out there celebrating her birthday. Oh, my goodness. Today. All right. So, uh, Agnes Neal, congratulations. Happy birthday to you. Dennis Martinez. Dennis Martinez was my command master chief at uh, Naval Mobile Construction Battalion 4. A friend, a mentor. I, I, I love this guy. I love this guy. Was I his favorite chief? <laughs> probably not. Probably not. He probably had a lot more love for those OF-13 chiefs than he did for me, but I would do anything for him, and he knew that. I Dennis's first day in Vietnam was uh, the beginning of what was known as the Tet Offensive. So he had been around for a little while. He had some broken service. We don't, Me and him don't cross paths until April of 1999. But, uh, you know, Dennis is, Dennis is a dedicated veteran, uh, CB Mass Chief, and I, and I admired him. And, of course... I wanted to be like him. I want to be like you. Woohoo. <laughs> so I there's two fun stories I'm going to share about Dennis. So he's 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 getting the birthday boost this week. Uh, there there are other birthdays but Dennis is getting the birthday boost. Once upon a time I was in his office and when uh, when I was in his office I looked down and there was a, a navy training manual and it was an old one. And, but all Navy training manuals look pretty much similar. They're, they're monochrome in color. You know, they got a bold heading on them, and they got a bunch of, like, important military words at the bottom. But Dennis, you know, Dennis, like I said, was a, an older man. He had break, a broken service. He was a, a Vietnam Air uh, inductee into the military. And in the 90s, he was still around. And I remember on the floor behind his desk was the erection manual. Now, on its own, the erection manual is funny. What uh, <laughs> what the erection manual is, is uh, about erecting buildings when you do vertical construction. But because of his age, I could not help but make a joke about him needing to have a manual for erections. <laughs> my favorite my favorite joke I tried to pull on Dennis that I failed, failed miserably. I had a blow-up doll. And as a chief select, that blow-up doll went everywhere. She she got into people's offices. It, it was amazing. We would take photos. And this is in the 90s. This is no Facebook, no Instagram. This is, I had to create a website. I had to do a bunch of stuff. <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, so we're going through the chief training season where I am a special case and, and I get treated accordingly. I'm yelled at a lot. I'm, I'm made to do a, a lot of physical exercise because I, I'm not getting the message during this intense 10 weeks of training. I've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I was just being me and they didn't know who I was yet. I was new to the battalion. But when, when the training is over and I've got my anchors on and I'm just another member of the mess, I still try to have fun. And I was going to go home on leave for a couple of weeks and I, and I still had the blow-up doll. And they inspect our rooms for cleanliness and order. So what I had done was I took that blow-up doll and I, I put her in my bed and I left a note to Dennis from Natasha, my blow-up doll. A great name for a CB blow-up doll, by the way. I, uh, I left that. I left her in the bed with a, a loving note from her to Dennis, just waiting for him to come and inspect my room and see that and lose his mind and then read the note and laugh. I made that man laugh a lot. He won't admit it. <laughs> he, he might not admit it, but I'm going to tell you, I made that man laugh a lot. And uh, I, I, I still try to make him laugh. Anyway, Dennis Martinez, today is your birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, other notable uh, birthdays out there. Justin Guerrero, it's his birthday. Chuck Nice is celebrating his birthday. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to save that one. Uh, Kylie Demigal, she's celebrating her birthday. And people celebrating their birthday in the very near future include uh, Chris Wynn. Charlie Sheen made winning a big deal. But uh, also the, the Smith uh, surname of the Vietnamese, uh, Vietnamese people is Win. <laughs> it's just spelled really different. So uh, I, when I'm winning something, I always use the Vietnamese last name Win as a winning. My thing. Chris, Chris is celebrating his birthday this week. Evangela Anderson the most lovely translator of all the translators in Siganilla. She has since moved on. She's doing other things in life. But, uh, yeah, Evangela is having her birthday. Uh, Ed McDermott, he's having his birthday. Chuck Mogul is having his birthday. And my friend Neil Richardson is having his birthday. Man, there are a lot of birthdays coming up or that have just passed. One of the downfalls of the, the birthday reminders is those friends that have passed away still show up as having their birthday, and it, it makes you sad, but it makes you remember them too. So Scott Kennedy, uh, it, is, it, is, it is his birthday, but he has been, uh, he's been gone from us for a while now. Uh, Scott, great comedian, uh, one of the most prolific USO Armed Forces Entertainment comedians. I mean, I don't know who's done more time downrange. I, I know Scott's done more time downrange than some sailors have. That's uh, I, I know that for sure. I miss him. And uh, eh. but I don't want to end on a down note because my buddy Donnell is celebrating his birthday. So we got to put that out there because I have wonderful stories about this man. But. Because he's a respected member of the community, <laughs> and he falls into my next echelon, I am not going to tell any of those stories about Donnell Harrison on the radio. I'm not going to tell any of them. I'm going to reference and imply things in coded language that only he and a few others would understand. It's going to be, uh, I'm going to say helmet, midget, <laughs> that is the code only those of us who know will get it 
It is my friend Donnell Harrison's birthday, and I want to wish him and all of you a very happy birthday as we all ride this rock around the sun for one more year. Uh, you know, something out there that you didn't do last year that you were thinking you should have done, why don't you make this the year? Why don't you make this the year that you do whatever that thing is that you wanted to do? Make that happen. Happy birthday to you. And that is that. Why don't we go to the Book of Everything. I'm going to pull two crazy facts out of the Book of Everything. I'm going to teach you something you never knew before. I'm going to tell you, last week we learned how prolific a murderer Jack Bauer from the TV show 24 was. And that has stuck with me. That is still... A lot of murder. And if you didn't catch last week's show, don't worry about it. They're available. You just go on there, and they're available wherever you want. So it could be it could be on Spotify. It could be on uh, Apple Podcasts. If there's any place out there where you're getting your podcast and, and we're not on it, let me know. We'll get that fixed. All right. Here we go. Fact number one from the book of everything. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you prepared for this? Eleven. Of the 12 men to have walked on the moon were Boy Scouts. Wow. What are the odds? What are the odds of that? If you think about it, it was a different time. So the men who walked on the moon started walking on the moon in the late 60s, in the early 70s. They uh, were in their early 20s, some in their 30s. The 12 men that walked on the moon, only one of them was never a Boy Scout. So you figure they grew up in the 50s? You're talking Leave it to Beaver times, where the Boy Scouts was a, a, a part of growing up. It was a thing that you did. So now, in 2022, that seems, that seems ridiculous because the Boy Scouts have taken a beating uh, politically or publicly because, uh, you know, bad things happen. It's, it turns out people that like to hang around kids sometimes do it for nefarious reasoning. True story. So they, uh, they, they become these scoutmasters, and then they do stuff that they're not supposed to do with the children. And, you know, in the 80s, in the 90s, and in the 2000s, news of that started getting out. And, of course, now, you know, hey, you ever think about putting Joey in the, the Cub Scouts? Heck, no, I'm not putting Joey into Cub Scouts. They touch people, you know. They got a real bad rep. And then and then, then the Girl Scouts invaded the Boy Scouts because they weren't inclusive enough, even though the Girl Scouts never allowed boys in, in a very strange, strange world that we live in now. But going back to the early 60s and uh, late 60s and early 70s, 11 out of 12 men that walked on the moon being former Boy Scouts isn't really that spectacular if you take all of it all the facts into consideration right i like doing that i like thinking about the facts <laughs> speaking of facts here comes fact number two from the book of everything one in 50 americans executed for murder had the same middle name now do you want to guess <laughs> do you want to guess what that middle name is is it your middle name? Huh? Think about it for just a second. Dwell on it, if you will. One out of 50 Americans executed for murder had the same middle name. Now think about the f most famous people you know who've been executed for murder. 
Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, no. The middle name, Wayne. How about that? How about that for an interesting fact you did not know? One in 50 Americans executed for murder had the middle name, Wayne. And that is it. That wraps up the book of everything. Next, we're going to do headlines. I don't have an opener for headlines. If you want to create one, you can create one. I want. I, I thought about doing one. I, in my brain, I've got it. You know, where it's just like do 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 do. And now for tales from the, around the globe. Do 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 do. It's headlines. It's. I, I wanted to do something like that. <laughs> uh, if you have talent. Uh, help yourself. Go ahead and knock that out and send it in. We'll use it. If you make a good product, we will definitely use it. All right, here we go into uh, headlines from around the globe. Where I reach out, uh, normally Chick Brew does the heavy lifting on this. She goes out there and looks for some headlines, gives them to me, and I, using the headline alone, get to tell you the rest of the story. As always, I may not be right, I may not be wrong, but I always try to find the funny. I'm mining headlines for funny, if you will. In her absence, I have to go out and find my own headlines. We'll start with this one from the New York Post. Oregon mom, we'll start with this one from the New York Post. Oregon mom challenges state law requiring tampons in boys' bathroom. In boys' bathrooms. Oregon mom challenges state law requiring tampons in boys' bathrooms. All right, first of all, I'm going to say there's a lot of good people in Oregon. And there's a lot of not great people in Oregon. And I can guarantee you, without looking any further into this story, that this, it's a state law? Yeah, there's going to be some challenges to that. Because the weird and the wacky that live there in Portland... They don't live in the rest of the state. In the, in the rest of the state, I'd like to believe, once you get away from the Oregon coast, the rest of the people in Oregon are, are, are regular people. They're normal people. And they recognize nonsense for nonsense, okay? There's no reason. There is no reason whatsoever feminine hygiene products need to be in the boys' bathroom. Now, I get it. I get it. It's 2022. And <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there, okay? I'm not going to go into the whacked out justification that led to this being a state law that requires feminine hygiene products be put in boys' bathrooms. First of all, why are we stocking up any bathrooms, okay? I, I am about to step on the third rail, if I say this incorrectly, but <laughs> I am not a woman, all right? Let's be clear about that. But assuming, assuming there was a device, a, a male hygiene product, assuming there was a male hygiene product that I needed to insert inside my body and it needed to stay there for an extended period of time, I, I'm going to tell you, if I have an option, I'm, I'm using the thing I want not something the state offers me, okay? I don't even like having to use toilet paper <laughs> in general at all. I have a bidet and I use it. 
but if I if there was a male hygiene product that I had to insert inside myself, and there was the one that the government offered, and there was the one I I don't know. I would like to believe that's in the event of an emergency, they've got a little disp- dispensary thing in the, in the woman's bathroom. I don't know because I don't go in women's bathrooms because I'm not a woman. I know it's crazy. I, I mean, I have mistakenly gone in women's bathrooms. You know, you don't read the sign, right? You walk in, you're like, what is this cool place? Why is there a couch here? There are flowers and, and plants and it smells nice. What is this strange room I walked into? And then some woman comes screaming at you. This is the woman's bathroom. Get out of here. And you're like, okay, best kept secret in town. I'm out. Sorry. And you go next door to the men's bathroom where everything's wet. Nothing works. The dryer doesn't work. The magic sensing hand thing doesn't work. You you can get soap in one with no water. You can get water in one with no soap. The paper dispenser. Men bathrooms are horrible. Let's complicate it further by putting feminine hygiene products in the. You know it's so stupid. I I go I go to a place and I accidentally uh, ended up. I thought I was in the men's room, but it was clear once I entered it. It was it was the uh, family handicap room. It, it was a, it was a bathroom in between the male and, the, and and it was my first time there. And I saw the sign and it had male and female. I was like, okay, gender neutral bathroom, whatever. I gotta pee. So I go in there and I lock the door behind me. When I look around, I'm like, oh, this is uh, this is not for me. Oh well, I'm here. Might as well, you know, because I'm handicapped. <laughs> I mean, mentally, that counts, right? <laughs> So I'm in there and I'm doing my business. And of course, I, I, I take note of the things that are on the wall. And there is a feminine hygiene dispensary thingy. And there is the toilet paper seat thingy. And there is another box that I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't, it was a red box on the wall. And I'm like, I don't even know what a red box on a wall is. That's a Sharpies box. Because, you know, as you get older, apparently... You, you, sometimes you, you need to use needles during the course of your day. Anyway, uh, and, and you dispose of the needles in a Sharpie box is, is what that is. I, I hope the Oregon mom wins in her challenging the state law because stupid laws need to be challenged because we have stupid politicians that do stupid things like this. There's no reason there should be tampons in a boy's bathroom. None. Because boys are boys. And if you put tampons in a boy's bathroom, I guarantee you, boys are going to find a way to make it fun. <laughs> They're going to do something. They're going to do something stupid. They're going to do something fun. They're going to take the government-supplied tampons from the boys' bathroom, and they're going to cover them in ketchup and leave them in strange places and flush them down the toilet and dangle them out the windows because that's what boys do, right? We're stupid. We're boys. Don't put tampons in a boys' bathroom because that's stupid. All right. <laughs> our next headline. Our next headline comes from the Daily Mail. And what does the headline say? Uh, the Daily Mail, all British newspapers do this. They're horrible about it. They put too much information in the headline. And this is a great example. Twitter hires, okay, and, and, and here's a whole bunch of words that could be left out. But I'm going to read it to you the way it is. And then I'm going to read you my proof of what it, would, what it should say. It says, Twitter hires Delaware law firm Watchell, Lipton, Rosen, and Katz to sue Elon Musk for pulling out a $44 billion bid 
to buy the social media firm. That's the headline. Here's what should have been the headline. Twitter to sue Elon Musk pulling out of bid to buy social media firm. Done. You don't need to know what states the lawyers are from. You don't need to know the names of the four lawyers that are the partners. You don't even need to know that it's 44, uh, pulling out of the $44 billion deal. You don't need any of that. It can be such an easy headline, but it's so lengthy. Now, why would Elon Musk pull out of a deal to buy a social media firm known as Twitter that removes, and their own, their own version of the story is, they remove 1 million bot accounts a day. A day. Every day they are removing one million Twitter accounts that are fake. Every day. And, they're, and they can't keep up and they don't have enough people doing it. I tagged Elon Musk in a, the only tweet that I've done since there was thought of him buying this company. The, the way you fix Twitter is you verify everyone. You get rid of the bot accounts. And this is nothing new, man. Rush Limbaugh was talking about this 20 years ago when he got into his tiffs with Twitter, where he, 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 had, he had proven that, you know, five people can create these bots to seem like thousands upon thousands of people. But it's just it's just a couple. It's just a couple of people. And they're using this program and its faults to uh, to make a, a very, very small thing that no one cares about to be the biggest, biggest thing in the world. And I don't remember what Rush was going through at the time. Maybe it was the orange juice thing. Maybe it was the drug thing. Who knows? All right, the man, uh, the man was controversial. But, but he was spot on with this one. You know who else was spot on with this one? Donald J. Trump. <laughs> he knew, he knew Twitter was garbage. And he knew Elon Musk was never going to buy this. You can't, you can't say, I'll give you $44 million for this company. And then, they, and then the company doesn't come forth honestly and truthfully with how many accounts it actually has. And, and yeah, and, and then you're deleting a million, a million fake accounts a day. How do you put a value on that? You don't. You can't. So, yeah. How many people use Twitter? I think the number is decreasing every single day. Every single day, less and less people are doing it. Nobody wants to put up. Nobody wants somebody at Twitter telling them they violated the community standards because they're never clear on what the community standards are. And, and even this conversation I'm having right now could get me banned from Twitter. I've never been banned. I've never done a Twitter suspension or anything like that. I think I probably have a hundred tweets. And the only reason I have a hundred, and I've had accounts since Twitter was the beginning. I think the only reason I have a hundred is one year I, I decided that my goal was to get up to a hundred tweets. And I tried to make them entertaining and fun. I think laugh at TK, if you're ever interested, it's, I think it's laugh at TK. Yeah, that sounds right. Laugh at TK. I don't know. I think the joke there was the headline. Yes. Uh, yes. Make sure you say what state the. <laughs> that's <a> horrible. <laughs> Make sure. You... <laughs> that's even worse. The British Isles have such a distinct dialect and accent from each one of them, and I often get them confused. So I, I might start out with a Cockney, and the next thing you know, I'm doing uh, straight on Scottish or Irish. Anyway, the headline is a joke. Twitter is a joke. And if you've got $44 billion that you need to spend on something, Mr. Musk, I'm your, I, I, I'm your huckleberry. Big, uh, one of the headlines I chose not to use involves a, a Tesla getting into a crash. Let me tell you, folks, 
there's no doubt in my mind, there is no doubt in my mind that uh, self-driving cars are the future. They are coming. I believe that. And Tesla is at the forefront of it. But I'm also not a big fan of electric cars because they, can, they make you believe you are saving the planet, but you're not. You're destroying the planet. You're part of the problem when you buy an electric car. And I feel free to say that because Chick Brew's not here today and she's an electric car owner. Yes, you're destroying the planet by partner in crime. I may have took a sip of that water a little early, so you, you might have heard that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our last headline of the day. This one comes to us from the National Public Radio. And for those of you who've forgotten, National Public Radio are the least interesting, least excitable announcers on the planet. It is NPR. And I'm going to read, uh, <laughs> I'm going to read the headline in NPR's voice. Are you ready? The Coast Guard rescued nine boaters who fled a sinking vessel off the Florida coast. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, ADSM or whatever you uh, sound freaks are. I'm sure you probably enjoyed the heck out of that. The Coast Guard rescued nine boaters who fled a sinking vessel off the Florida coast. NPR comes up with weird headlines. What were the nine boaters? Why are they boaters? Why wouldn't they just be people? The Coast Guard rescued nine people who, in their words, fled, fled a sinking vessel off the Florida coast. Here we go with a copy of T-Bone Rewrite. The Coast Guard rescued nine people from a sinking boat off the Florida coast. Yeah, instead of nine boaters who fled a sinking vessel. And fled? Fled is such a weird choice of words. Survived? Who, who did not drown? Who did not go down with the ship? I don't know. What, why, who flees a sinking vessel? Nobody, nobody avoids death. The Coast Guard rescued nine people who avoided death by not staying on a vessel that was sinking off the Florida coast. It's just, <laughs> just who approves these headlines? What happened? There used to be a process. There was people called editors who were mean, angry men, usually white, mean, angry white men who would look at your copy and go, this is stupid. They would, I think I can get a job as an editor. If anybody wants to hire an editor, I will, I will edit your headlines. I will fix all of this nonsense. One headline, <laughs> one headline at a time, I'm going to get it fixed. Well, congratulations to the nine people who did not die because they escaped, a much better word, they escaped a sinking vessel off the Florida coast. And there is an associated picture <laughs> there is an associated picture with that headline. And you want to guess what it is? If you guessed a sinking vessel, you are absolutely correct. That boat is that boat is deep, deep, deep in the water. She going down, boys. She going down. 
Here's a quick show recap. Let's make sure we got this all worked out. We talked about the hotline. We uh, introduced our new hotline little promo right there. Um, it goes like this. Be a part of the show. Just dial 904-385-3977. And in a voice you can remember, here's a computer saying the same thing. 904-385-3977. It's the T-Bone and Chick Brew Hotline. <laughs> we talked about the roadkill around me. We mentioned our friend Mo and Poncho and we mentioned a whole bunch of other people. We talked about almost setting my house on fire. That was crazy. And, of course, we talked about our fan of the week. And we even talked about the fan art that we received and the kids that are listening. So remember, for the hotline number ad, I'm going to make another one. I want your voices. I want you to call the hotline and just leave us a message. Just say the phone number, 904-385-3977, and say the T-Bone and Chick Brew Show, and I will piece that together into, into a, a neat little thing. It's going to be a fun little commercial. It's going to sound really good, and you're going to be proud that you were a part of it. Just uh, I need to sample a couple of different voices. That's what I need. So that's what we got going on. We did headlines. We did the book of everything. We did birthday boost. Again, my boost this week because Chick Brew is here. My boost go out to Mr. Dennis Martinez. Congratulations on your birthday, my friend. And Mr. Danelle Harrison. Congratulations on your birthday. And all of the other people that were mentioned, Agnes being one of them. Agnes, real quick, real quick. Agnes, uh, many, many years ago, I've been singing in Sicily. Agnes is but a tiny little child. And I had almost blown my thumb. Italian fireworks are different, okay? Just trust me when I say Italian fireworks are different. And this one particular firework had burned a, a, a crevice into my thumb, a, uh, an abscess, if you will. It burned, it burned a ditch into a part of my thumb that shouldn't have had a ditch. And I was healing from that the time I saw Agnes and such a sweet young lady. And she came over to Uncle Tony and she grabbed Uncle Tony by that thumb and brought me to my knees. She had no idea. Oh, wow, that really hurt. But she's all grown up now. She's living that CB life. You go, girl. You so strong out there just being safe. <laughs> if you've waited this long, I haven't forgotten. Caitlin, Cooper, Patrick, you are the reason that I talked about the romper room and the magic mirror. And I want to thank you for listening. Even though you may have heard some of the bad words we don't use, we're still not going to use them. We're not going to use them. So Caitlin, Cooper, Patrick, previously known as the Taney Kids, or in my rush to type something out, the Teeny Kids, because I got a spelling error that only corrected on sub websites. Uh, thank you for uh, listening, and thanks for participating in the show. I remind you today, as I remind you every day, be the best person that you can be. And if you were a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And Chick Brew would remind you to don't forget you are loved. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Jerome McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Jerome McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot. 904-385-3977. It's the T-Bone and Chick Brew Hotline.